Today on Rooted Daily, we talk about how mothers time and time again rise to the challenge of a crisis. Not always perfectly, but through God, they are able to get through anything. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less, each day we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God, you can weather the storms of life, and you can bear fruit. I'm Brandon Levy, and this past week, I've been studying 2 Kings chapter 4, and I'm sure uh, I've read over it before, but it didn't stand out as much to me before. But but this time I was reading it because uh, there's two stories there about mothers in a crisis. And I, I couldn't think of anything more fitting to preach on Mother's Day during a global crisis. You know, in the first eight verses, we see this picture of a, a mother whose husband has just died. Uh, he had been a servant of God's, uh, and she must have had all of these questions. You know, my husband, he trusted and obeyed, but he died, she must have thought. Does God even care? But despite those gut reactions, she acted on faith. She went to the prophet of God, Elisha, and he told her to take the little bit of oil that she had and put it in the hands of God. She gathered all the containers uh, she could throughout her little town, and she brought her boys together and, and closed the door of her house and started pouring that little bit of oil, and it kept going and going and going, and she trusted God, and God provided. Because of her faith, God sustained that mother through a crisis that put her kids' lives on the line. Then, in the next passage, you were introduced to another woman at a very different stage in life, but a very similar situation. You know, far from owing any creditors, she was in fact a, a notable woman, the text tells us. Other translations might describe her as a great woman. And the first woman fell down at the feet of God's prophet, Elisha. But this mother, she almost seems embarrassed when Elisha offers to help her. But when Elisha gives her a son, her husband, you know, he was too old to be able to, to do this, so this was a miracle. But now the stakes are raised for her. And while she used to have everything under control, when that boy died, she became just as vulnerable as the first mother. And so she acted on faith. She ran to the man of God. She received back her dead, raised to life again, as Hebrews 11.35 puts it. You know, when the going gets tough, mother after mother in the Bible rise to the occasion and trust God to provide. You know, I don't want there to be any illusions that they did all of that perfectly. They doubted, they, they struggled too. The first mother in 2 Kings 4, when Elisha asked her what she had, she said, you know, nothing except a little oil. She underestimated what she had. You know, the word there indicates that uh, this was a, a jar of ceremonial oil, anointing oil, and she was honest. It wasn't much oil at all, and, and yet she underestimated what she could make available to the Lord for his use. She underestimated what she really had. She had more than a little oil. She had two sons. She had neighbors willing to help her. She had a house, even though uh, the creditor was coming after it. She still had a relationship with a mighty God. She still had faith. Even though her husband was dead, the creditor was coming for her sons, she still believed God. You know, I believe she had more than she recognized, more than she could know. She, We may be feeling like that widowed mother right now. We've got nothing at all except a little oil. But take a look. Take stock. You may have more than you think. You may have more blessing 
than you first thought, more potential than you thought, more resources for God to use and multiply than you thought. You know, Elisha, he says uh, to this mother in crisis, you have more than you realize. I know it seems like like such a, a meager amount, but God can take that little bit of oil and turn it into more than enough if you will trust him and obey him. You know, one psalm that uh, I hope has lifted us up over the past couple of months is Psalm 22. You know, it's a mix of grief and questions and praise, you know, just like these stories here in 2 Kings chapter 4. David writes, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me? And from my word, from the words of my groaning, oh my God, I cry in the daytime, but you do not hear. And in the night season, and am not silent, but you are holy, enthroned in the praises of Israel. Our fathers trusted in you. They trusted and you delivered them. They cried you and were delivered. They trusted in you and were not ashamed. But I am a worm and no man. I reproach of men and, and despised by the people. All those who see me ridicule me. They, they shoot for out the lip and they shake the head saying, he trusted in the Lord, let him rescue him, let him deliver him since he delights in him. But you are he who took me out of the womb. You made me trust while on my mother's breast. I was cast upon you from birth, from my mother's womb. You have been my God. Be not far from me for trouble is near for there is none to help. You know, here in Psalm 22 the psalmist is telling us how critical his mother's influence was for him. He tells how life had become almost unbearable for him. He's been rejected. Uh, people have mocked him. He has seen and experienced how unfair life can be. And ultimately, he's come to believe that God wasn't near to him anymore. Then maybe God had even left him. You know, he's filled with despair and hopelessness and his world is falling to pieces around him. It's in the midst of all of that, all of that misery that he remembers the lessons that he learned from his mother. And what might those have been? Well, Psalm 22, 10 says, from his birth, he was cast upon God. In other words, his mother raised him from the earliest age to look to God. She raised him to lean on God for strength and for hope. Look down uh, Psalms 22, I think it's in verses 14 through 16. He starts by saying, I am poured out like water and all my bones are out of joint. My heart has turned to wax. It has melted away within me. My, my strength is dried up like pot shirt and my tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth. You lay me in the dust of death. Dogs have surrounded me. A band of evil men has encircled me. They have pierced my hands and my feet. So he is describing how filled with despair he has become. But then, even though he is overwhelmed by the, the turmoil, the tragedy of that moment, even then, he still looks to God for help. He writes, But you, O Lord, be not far off. O my strength, come quickly to help me deliver my life from the sword, my precious life from the power of the dogs. Psalms 22, 19 through 20. But that's not all. You know, after he prays, for deliverance. And before anything ever changes in his life, he says, I will declare your name to my brothers. In the congregation, I will praise you. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you descendants of Jacob, honor him. Revere him, all you descendants of Israel, for he has not despised or disdained the suffering or of the afflicted one. He has not hidden his face from him, but has listened to his cry for help. 
Psalm 22, 22 through 24. You know, what's going on here? How can he shift, you know, back and forth between despair and hopelessness to an attitude of praise and worship? Well, because his mother taught him about God. She taught him that God was powerful and worthy of praise. He writes, you are enthroned as the Holy One. You are the praise of Israel, Psalm 22, 3. And she told him the stories of what God had done for others in the past. And you, our fathers, put their trust. They trusted and you delivered them. They cried to you and, and were saved. And you, they trusted and were not disappointed in verses 4 and 5. You see, that is the advantage of a godly mother. She instills the power of faith into her children. And that power of faith gives her kids courage and hope when life doesn't go the way we plan. Because there will be a time when life goes south. Jesus told us in this world, you will have trouble. And when that trouble comes, we have to handle that discouragement, David says, all alone. All alone except for God. And that is what godly mothers prepare their children for. Godly mothers, they don't try to weather a crisis alone. I have no doubt they could try. Uh, They're probably better equipped for this than any of the rest of us. But they know the best they can do for their families when crisis strikes is to put what they have in the hands of God and trust in his provision. And that'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. And I'm looking forward to sitting down and opening up God's word with you next time.